Hey, it's Matt Ryan, and you are listening to NFT 101, brought to you by BitMart Exchange. And if you want to sign up for a BitMart account, you could do so now by clicking the link in the description. But one of the things I love about NFTs are the potential for exploration in different forms of art and storytelling. And the person we have on the line with us today is someone who has melded all of that into a new collection that delights me to no end because it involves the world of baseball. Scott Falcon, a.k.a. DeCaro, joining us on the podcast this week. How are you, my friend? And first and foremost, can you tell us the story of how we got here today? Uh, yeah, Matt, thanks for having me on. So um, to go back in time and, and give you guys just a little bit of history, um, my grandfather was an artist and uh, he was really, really talented and ended up becoming a package designer. Um, so I was always around his art and it encouraged me to start drawing at an early age. And um, so that got me on the path of, of art and I, I actually won a state a still life contest at the age of 10, but it's always been kind of, you know, it's been a passion, but a hobby. So I've not made a living out of art, but I've always gravitated to it, that and, and writing books. So the arts have been a huge passion, both uh, being an author and an artist throughout my life. So, but I've never shown my art to the public until recently. And um, I grew up in Chicago. And my dad, uh, unfortunately, was a diehard Cub fan, and that uh, I got brainwashed with that and learned how to suffer. But uh, baseball was always in my blood. I played baseball uh, in the college, played for the University uh, of Miami Hurricanes for a while, played obviously in high school. So I've been surrounded by baseball and art. And um, as an author, I got into science fiction. So those were the three things that combined, they kind of merged into this collection, which I can show you as we uh, as we go along here. So you're when you're talking about your influences when it comes to your grandfather being an artist and turning into a package artist, when you're writing your books and you're exploring these different artistic sides of yourself, what kind of kickstarts the process for something like your new project that we'll be talking about over the course of this interview, but like, what does your process as an artist look like from ideation to putting it down and putting it out to the world? Uh, yeah, I started um, with this particular collection. I mean, I've done, um, I go in phases of subjects. I've done a whole collection around the ocean and things that I just love, right? So uh, race cars, I have a collection about race cars and crashing and I've raced, uh, I, I have a love for sports cars. So that was a passion, but obviously baseball and science fiction were two of passions going back a long time. So I started fooling around with both and then decided to merge them and create the story that ended up becoming this uh, uh, crazy collection influenced by aliens, baseball and abstract art. So, you know, I can't give you much more of a, a logical explanation because it's, it's all, you know, it's, it's eclectic, kind of bizarre and crazy. But as I started into it, it just kept expanding and expanding. And then I decided to make a collecting game of, of the uh, collection. What I underestimated, Matt, which you probably can appreciate looking at the collection, is this is not 10,000 cartoon characters done all at once, like you see most of these collections. Every piece of art is a single singular creation. 
and there's 270 of them. So essentially, um, for the three games that are going to be drops, and I'll, I could explain that as we go along, um, there's 270 complete, unique, original pieces of art that make up the collection. So it's been going on for months and months and months. And, uh, and the entire collection is not even up on OpenSea yet. I haven't started selling anything. I should start selling, I would say, the last week of May. Um, and I've got another eight teams to upload to OpenSea of, of these um, pieces of art. So it's a lot of work. I mean, hundreds, if not thousands of hours, going back a couple of years, actually. Um, and the art consists of um, heroes of the game, past and present, like from Babe Ruth to, uh, you know, Mike Trout, for example. So I've done abstract art on the heroes of the game. Um, I've done uh, street art, kind of wild street art outside the stadiums that incorporate their colors and their logos and, and bizarre abstract art. And then the whole story of, of the radio beams of the World Series in the 30s reaching the aliens. And that's that's the story behind the collection. Kind of crazy. But I can, you know, I can show you some imagery on my history and then we can move it into the collection if you want. Yeah, let's take a look at your evolution as an artist and some of the things that helped bring this collection that you can see not only on OpenSea, but you can head to Dakaro, that's D-A-C-A-R-O dot I-O, to take a look at the collection that is coming out to OpenSea at the end of this month. It's called Drunk Alien Fanatic Sports Fans. I love it. There's over 208 items on OpenSea right now. There's a video we created about the, the story behind the NFT collection that kind of introduces it to the public. And that uh, video is at decaro.io forward slash video. And it's about a two minute um, parody newscast that I think anybody interested in the collection would want to see. And it walks you through radial beams blasting into space in the 30s, aliens listened. And eventually after decades, they came down to earth and went to baseball games and they were invisible and then got drunk on beer, which made them temporarily visible and they're in the art. So part of the art is drunk aliens attending all major league baseball games for 30 <laughs> teams. Uh, I know it's, it's bizarre and I can't give you a, a logical explanation, but that's just where the art, uh, you know, erupted. So there's that video that I think would give anybody a, a, a good introduction. And then um, on the website, the homepage now is what we call the roadmap, which I'm sure you're familiar with roadmaps for NFTs uh, that explains the story, uh, the history, a little bit of the history of the art, trading cards in baseball. For example, uh, a Mickey Mantle sold uh, a Roger Hornsby for six million, a Mickey Mantle for five million. So there's obviously a lot of passion of baseball card collectors and the collection to a certain degree, follows in that honor with art that could be collectible on the blockchain. So the roadmap on my homepage would give uh, any potential collector a good indication of where we're going. As I said, I've set it up as a game. So let me explain to you quickly how that works. So there's going to be three nine-inning games for the collection. Each inning is a drop of nine NFTs. So the first inning of the first game, which will be uh, the end of May, probably the last week of May, 
I'll put nine NFTs up for sale, but they won't be all the same team. I've created art for all 30 Major League Baseball teams, so they'll be spread across um, three nine-inning games or 27 innings. And then um, once those three games are complete, then I'm going to have a World Series game that will have uh, nine innings with three drops per inning. So when you add all this up, there'll be about 209, there'll be 297 original pieces of art. And the way the game works is the collectors, um, the winning collectors of the three uh, games get to go into the World Series with a bonus. Anybody can buy the images even in the World Series, but the, the people that have collected the most in the three games um, will get free NFTs for everything they buy. At the end of the World Series game, there'll be 297 pieces of art into the world through OpenSea. The one with the most um, NFTs will get a collage. It'll be uh, 12,000 by 9,000 pixels in size composed of tw 12 original NFTs all in one gigantic image. Um, why did I do that? That's kind of uh, tipping my hat to Beeple's um, collage that sold at Christie's for 69 million. Not that this is gonna be worth 69 million, but it'll be a pretty interesting NFT at the end to be the, the uh, world champion of this DeCaro Major League Baseball NFT game. So that's where we're headed. The drops will be every probably three or four days once we start. So it'll, this game will go on throughout the entire summer of 2022, right during the Major League Baseball season. So that's what we're doing. And one thing I found interesting, Matt, I don't know if you caught this. Um, the only mark, I've set up a, a Twitter account brand new for the collection, but the only marketing I've done was a press release yesterday that you obviously picked up on. And coincidentally, that was the day of the hearings in front of Congress about UFOs. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see that. And, and it is kind so, of all bending together. And this was completely coincidental. So I woke up yesterday morning and I turned on the news channels and there's live hearings about the UFOs, the Project Blue Book and all these other things. I said, this is pretty maybe this is, a, you know, an alignment of karma in some way. I'm not really sure. <laughs> And that lining up with one of the more interesting baseball months we've had in quite a while, at least this early in the process, you know, early in the season. And taking a look at this art, and I said it before we, we started recording, but I'm saying it again. This is some of my favorite NFT art that I've seen in the space. Uh, the ability to have this Stedman-esque quality to your art, you know, just so many different influences you can see it across all of the different teams that you've developed. And as a baseball fan, being able to see a Tom Seaver one, a Pete Rose, uh, I think there's a Richie Ashburn in there. Uh, and uh, obviously a Mike Schmidt. When you are when you were setting out on this project, what were the different things you looked to hone in on? You talked about the past, present, and future but yeah. when you were looking at artistic styles and things to that were inspirations to you artistically, how did it come to, for each team, how did you approach it? I know there's a rhythm and a cadence that unifies all of the art together, but what were the things that really got you going as you started this project? 
Yeah, so the way it would start is, is if I would develop the, um, the paintings um, by team. So, for example, wh where do you live, Matt? What area are you from? Oh, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a diehard New York Mets fan. You're New York. Okay, so we take the Mets. So uh, let's say I was starting my paintings for the Mets. First thing I did is I wanted to decide who are the top three to five players in the history of the Mets that are the most influential. Um, sometimes the best players, but certainly the most influential. And then I would create a list, for example, Tom Seaver. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna create a painting of Tom Seaver. And whatever I felt like at the time, I can't really tell you, but it could be abstract in a multitude of directions. It could be more techie. It could be, you know, thinking of Ralph Stedman's work, could be thinking of, um, Kandinsky's work, Moreau's work, all these painters, you know, and I have their books I've collected through the years and have studied their work, um, you know, going back um, most of my life. And my grandfather had some of these books too about great painters. And so I've had just this myriad of influence. So whatever at that moment when I was creating Tom Seaver, um, I, don't know, I don't remember what that influence was. I'd have to look at that painting I, I did, but the next player, I might, let's say I did it the next day or the day after the day after that, I might have a different feeling and created it with, in a different style. So I move around in, in different styles, you know, using Photoshop and OpenAI and all these different tools to create these pieces of art. And they're, you know, obviously, as you can probably tell, there are, there are many layers ending up in a Photoshop file uh, and then output to what OpenSea has as a NFT. Yeah, no, and you can see the labor and all of the effort that went in there. It's so, it's trippy, it's experiential, it's all the things that you would want from a painting NFT. My favorite, though, has to be the Harry Carey one. And I know that's the one that's on your website, but as... yeah. As a you're you're a Cubby fan. I'm someone who grew up in the world of broadcasting. I've called baseball games. I've had, you know, that I was a kid in the '90s who, you know, there's you know there's you revere people like Harry Carey. And I feel like just looking at this painting, this might have been the one you had the most fun with. Yeah, you know, and and because growing up as a kid playing baseball in Chicago. My, uh, I'm half Italian. My Italian grandmother would sit in the afternoon and watch WGN and the Cub games. I mean, she hardly spoke English, right? <laughs> but for whatever reason, because of her kids, my uncles and aunts and my father grew up diehard Cub fans. She would sit there when I, my mom would take me to visit my Italian grandmother. She had the Cub games on, right? And so um, Harry Carey was just like wild and crazy and he just cracked me up so he was a big influence and and that's one of the the paintings i love the most creating and i'm most proud of um and i think i did harry carey's uh um craziness uh, justice uh, i mean i loved it i love that guy oh no it exudes his aura like this one and a few others i want it's not only do i want to buy them on OpenSea, i want to hang them up in my home along with some of the other art I have on my walls because it's just so cool and it speaks to so many different parts of me that I think any baseball fan, whether in the United States, Canada, or abroad, 
would definitely, definitely want to get their hands on this, not only as NFTs, but also tangible art, because you've put together some amazing amazing pieces here my only my only critique would be there's not a montreal expos one i feel like the expo should have been represented in this but i, I think the aliens would have gotten yeah. a kick out of the expos yeah you know that it's interesting because they're uh, you know they're not on the current list but i certainly could follow up someday and do a, a montreal expo. who is your favorite uh, expo player oh yeah Tim Raines, more than likely. Uh, Gary Carter, because I am a Met fan, and who doesn't love yeah. Gary Carter? Yeah. So, um, you know, that's something to, to consider, uh, you know, down the road. But getting back to your, um, the, you know, your New York team. So what do you think about the Yankees? Are they your nemesis, or do you, do you like them as well? No, I, I, I'm a Met fan. It is very tribal here, but, you know, yeah. I'm a yeah. Mickey Mantle fan. I love Mickey Mantle. So... It's more of a beef between the fan bases more than it is between hating or disliking the other team. Yeah, no, I get that. I grew up on the south side of Chicago, which is White Sox territory, but my dad was a Cub fan because he grew up uh, in the city and my aunt lived on the north side. So when I got out of college, I lived um, about a block from Wrigley Field. Oh, wow. So my first apartment out of college on my own I had walking distance to the bleachers. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I did a Mickey Mantle, a Lou Gehrig, a Babe Ruth. So they're all in there. And um, they should be – Yankees are up on open sea right now. The Mets are up. But there's a few teams, as I said, that aren't up yet. They'll be up in the next 10 days. There'll be all 30 current Major League Baseball teams up by the end of May. I'm really excited to see what you have next, and I'm really excited to see what comes of this collection. I'm going to be keeping tabs on it, and hopefully as we get closer and closer to that World Series, we'll have you back on and run through what you've learned and what you've seen over this initial drop because this has been fun. Scott Falcon, a.k.a. DeCaro, you can check out his NFTs at DeCaro.io and also a select group are on OpenSea, but you can get to those NFTs at DeCaro.io. Be sure to sign up and get more information on his website as his drop will be coming in just a few days' time at the end of May. There are going to be drops every day until the World Series and a champion is decided. It's a lot of fun. There's This is the fun part of NFTs is that you can add so many different elements to how you're releasing them, create an event. This is all about eventizing, which is what baseball is. It's eventizing. And thank you so much, Scott, for joining us. Anything you want to say before we head off for today? Yeah, a couple of things. I just set up a Twitter account for the collection, which is Falcon DeCaro. Twitter, so it's at Falcon DeCaro. Uh, same thing with Instagram, Falcon DeCaro, and the links to all the social media are on the website and the video. So head so on. I appreciate, appreciate your Scott. Head on over to DeCaro.o. Pardon me, let me take it. Head on over to DeCaro.io now. Sign up for more information. And if you just love cool art, even if you're not a baseball fan, the art on this website is truly fun. It's truly intriguing. It's truly inspiring. If you're a fan of different types of art and different types of presentation and representation, this is the NFT concept for you. Head on over to Dakaro.io right now and check out what Scott's working on. Scott, thank you so much for joining us here on NFT 101. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you later. Hey, Nathan here from BitMart. Hope you liked that conversation. I know that I always do. It's great learning more about crypto and kind of putting a face behind all the technical jargon. 
But that's not the last thing we have to do. We've got to get some legal stuff out of the way, and so here it goes. All opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy, applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.